Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. Uh, he sent me this video of nothing was out there, but you see this like white fuzz like float from one part of the driveway over behind a truck a truck that was in the driveway one of the roommates trucks and then it's just like kind of like you're you kind of get lost and wonder if it's still there and then literally you just see it like shoot up shoot up this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed but no one was supposed to talk about it i saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode, everybody. Thank you very much for hanging out with me here on this Thursday. We got a great show coming up here. We have Shane coming on the show today. He's from Oregon and he comes on to share a lot of different paranormal type experiences he's had. I had a good time talking to Shane. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Let's get to it. All right, today we got Shane on the show. Shane, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me, bro. From coast to coast, that's what we're doing today. We got ourselves a fella in in Portland, Oregon, and I'm in the Philadelphia P area. We're covering the whole country today, man. There we go. So, uh, Shane, man, uh, first of all, I got to let people know we got ourselves a, a rapper here, which is awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> have you have you heard the new show outro for the confessionals yet? I just dropped it on Tuesday. I haven't. Um, the song's called Bigfoot, and uh, I had uh, Joel from Van Tesla uh, do the song. And, uh, it, it's awesome. You should check it out. You'll, you'll enjoy it. 
I'm, I'm sure a, you will. a lot of the like when you do the beats like to the intro and the outro and stuff is that all stuff that you mix yourself no nah, yourself no i i have uh played the outros um over the years i think i've played like one or two that i've made uh i i it's i ain't got time for that anymore you know what i mean like yeah. like that yeah like I, for me I, you were a producer too and for me uh producing was a very slow and painful process uh it, it, absolutely it, it just was not something that I, I i had a friend lamar back in college and he had a i think it was a mc 808 i think it was and it, or was it a 909 808 i think it was it was an mc 808 beat, beatbox machine you know like a, a beat machine and yeah he he had a, a duffel bag and he carried this big machine in this duffel bag everywhere he went it was like you know keys wallet mc808 you know what i mean and uh so we would be chilling in lounges all over campus wherever like i mean he'd go to the pizza shop with it it doesn't matter he always had it and he'd be making stuff and i'm not even kidding man we could sit down for 15 20 minutes and he'd have pretty much a a complete thing and it's just like he'd spit them out and uh, he's the one who inspired me to start producing when I was in college. And man, dude, like, like one, I tried the 808 wasn't my thing. Uh, so I switched over to FL Studio and I was making a lot of stuff in that and I got okay with it. Uh, but it took me for ever because yeah. i was so nitpicky i was like let's try this no let's try this I, I was just i could it just it wasn't my thing so um being a podcaster if i if i had to to make that stuff i i would be it there would be no show it'd just be instrumentals all the time yeah <laughs> like i got more instrumentals for you so <laughs> but uh yeah man so Listen, you had these uh, paranormal experiences growing up as a kid. Uh, we're going to be talking about the near-death experience you had, which I, f- I find interesting when you start talking about it. Uh, things disappearing around you, reappearing, something you caught on a ring cam. And, uh, you know, let's just get into it, man. Let's start off uh, in your childhood. Share with us some of these uh, paranormal stories that you had growing up. All right. Um, well, you know, I grew up here in Astoria, seaside area. Um, so there's there's a town between Seaside and Astoria called Warrington, which is actually a town I grew up in, but nobody knows where that is. So I usually just don't say that. But um, there's a lot of uh, like World War Two bunkers and um, out of Battery Russell, Fort Stevens area. And so that's like just somewhere, you know, as kids and in, in high school it was just like one of those places that, you know, you could go hang out, do whatever you wanted to do with your friends, whether you were drinking or, you know, smoking or just playing flashlight tag, you know, just dumb stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we started like once, once the internet was like more readily, readily available. And this is like 2004, 2005, like at least, you know, like it was when it was finally like in everybody's home, I started like doing research on just like, the area that I lived in and like stories about like places that were haunted. And um, if these were places that like we could go to, cause there's a theater in Astoria called the Liberty theater. 
and it's supposedly haunted and people say they see things in there all the time. And I haven't been in there since I was a little kid, but um, there was a story about Battery Russell, which is, you know, it's, it's a fort where, you know, everybody was stationed at one point during World War II and um, they would, they would talk about, there was this ghost out there of a guy that was making his, uh, his rounds like roving watch. And like, you could see him or whatever. And he had, was like checking to see if there was any, uh, Japanese soldiers or whatever, like, you know, coming, coming into the base. So we would rove the outside of the, of the, uh, battery Russell. So one night, I mean, I don't know if this was like the full reason we went out there, but we were just kids. Like I, I want to say I was probably like 15 or 16. But there was a group of us and I mean, they closed the place down at like 10. So we waited until it was closed and we parked, you know, up off the road and we walked probably, you know, two miles down to the battery and it's just pitch black, man. And it was, it's creepy, you know, like being out there, like hearing all these stories and and then we get out there and there's like this first set of bunkers and it's like the main the main spot where they have like the gun turrets and or where the turrets were and everything and like that's where that's where people hang out you know that's where the tourists come but there's like another trail that you can walk up and it goes to leads to like further bunkers and the trail just kind of continues on and i i want to say eventually it like loops back out around and there's a campground or whatever but one night you know we're all out there you know you're always like oh we're gonna see something crazy like talking shit and sure enough like we're walking and going up this trail and the trail kind of like forks into two but on the left hand side the trail ends like probably 15 yards like further and then the right side the trail continues to go and that's the trail that loops back around and goes to like campground well we continue right obviously because that's the only trail you can follow without it stopping so what seems like i don't know maybe a hundred yards into this trail there's i think there was like six or seven of us and like there was five guys in front of me and then me and then one guy behind me and the guy behind me had the flashlight and he was just shining the light for everybody. And we're walking and I noticed the lights getting further away. Like we're, we're all walking, but the lights not staying with us. So like I turn around and my buddy's like looking elsewhere. He's like looking into the woods, like where that, if that trail had continued on the left, like it would be parallel to our trail. And he's not saying anything. So I'm like, Scooter, what's up, man? And he's like, Shane. I'm like, what? He's like, you need to come look at this. So I like walk back and I look at what he's looking at. And there's this blue ball of light in, in the woods. Like it's not somebody with a flashlight. It's there's no clear cut. It's just bushes, you know, and, and trees. Like it would be impossible to walk through there without being heard. So this blue ball of light, man, just is like floating right there. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.